I want to talk to you this morning about freedom in our inside world. I'll say that again. Freedom in our inside world. When I say inside world, I'm talking about our personal life, our private and personal life, which nobody knows except the Lord knows and we know about our personal life. And there are many of us who have freedom outside but we don't have freedom inside. And some of us look free outside, but actually we are bound a lot on the inside. If you read Mark 5th chapter, from the 6th verse to 10th verse, you find about Jesus crossed this Sea of Galilee, went to the other side, and you all know this incident, how a demon-possessed man with many evil spirits inside him came to Jesus. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped Jesus. Now here is a man whose inside world is filled with evil spirits. Here is a man who is bound inside. Not with one or two evil spirits, but with many evil spirits. When he sees Jesus, he runs and comes to Jesus and he worships Jesus. This is the picture I see everywhere these days. There are people running and coming to Jesus Sunday after Sunday and in the church worshipping Jesus but only they know and God knows what is binding them on the inside. Now let me tell you more clearly. This man was tormented by the evil spirits. He had a legion of evil spirits on the inside. Today, the people who are coming to Jesus, most of us, we don't have evil spirits in our inside world or in our personal life but we are tormented with the fallen nature of Adam. Adam's nature is inside us still. The carnal nature is binding us. The flesh nature is binding us. So we all come to Jesus Sunday after Sunday and we worship Jesus but only you know how much of Adam's life is still existing, prevailing in your personal life. Let's read further. And this man cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now who was speaking? <laughs> he comes to worship Jesus and then he cries out to Jesus, What have I got to do with you, Jesus? Or what have you got to do with me? Please don't torment me. The evil spirits are talking. That nature on the inside is against the nature of Jesus. Outside we worship Jesus. But inside, a portion of nature in us that rebels against Jesus. For Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. These evil spirits are pleading with Jesus, Please don't send us away. Let us stay in this man. Sometimes I feel that rebellious nature, that Adam's nature in us, every Sunday pleads saying, Don't send me out of this person. I'm so comfortable in this person. From Monday to Saturday, this person takes care of me very well. Does what I say. 
what i'm trying to tell you is we are not possessed by evil spirits we are not having evil spirits in our inside world in our personal life but we are all struggling with the nature of adam with the cardinal nature in our inside world i want to tell you jesus not only came to cleanse us from our sins jesus came to cleanse us from adam's nature jesus wants to cleanse us from our carnal nature how many of us we feel we really want to be free on the inside tell me the truth yes i want to be free totally free from adam's life i plead with jesus so many times please set me free from adam's life set me free from carnal life set me free lord please set me free from that fallen nature and lord put your nature in me jesus please give me your nature and then i am all right for one month two months then suddenly something of fallen nature adam's nature shows up again in my life and i go to jesus i said oh when this wretched nature of adam leave me i am fed up of this fallen nature please jesus deliver me completely cleanse me completely set me free completely in my personal life in my inside world from this adam's nature from fallen nature from carnal nature from flesh nature lord please from old nature cleanse me lord give me your nature what is the nature of jesus there's so much about the nature of jesus nature of jesus is holiness righteousness so many things but i was trying to sum everything and put in two words the nature of jesus so i'll tell you two things about the nature of jesus one thing the nature of jesus is mercy is compassionate heart of compassion jesus was moved with compassion the number of times it is written in the new testament in all other places in the new testament the double number of times it is written that jesus was moved with compassion jesus was moved with compassion he set people free jesus was moved with compassion that's why god said i desire mercy and the knowledge of god not sacrifice not burnt offerings we have lot of sacrifices lot of burnt offering but we don't have mercy for others do you know every sin is a failure to do mercy whenever you fail to do mercy to others show mercy to others it leads to sin any sin if you find out how it happened it is by failing to do mercy to show mercy all failures to show mercy leads to sin all the natures of jesus put together summed up in one word is mercy if you show mercy to somebody you'll not lust after that person if you show mercy to them you'll not try to rob that person If you show mercy to that person you will not gossip about that person you will not hate that person another word summing up entire nature of jesus the nature of jesus is the nature that pleases the father when i came to know this i said lord please take away this adam's nature from my life and give me that nature that all the time pleases the father jesus said the father will not leave me because i do those things that please the father Jesus nature all the time pleased the father that is where we struggle in our lives we try to please god we try to please god 10 days we please god 11th day we fall we do something that doesn't please god again we please god no 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 it is not by our trying and trying there has to be change in the nature switch in the nature adam's nature has to go jesus nature has to come in jesus nature you can all the time please the father and when you have that nature of pleasing the father you will walk in such authority you will walk in such power no demon will ever stand before you 
No demon can stand before you. No sickness, no death can stand before you. Jesus released those victims who were bound with death, disease and demons. When you walk in that nature, nature that pleases the Father, you will walk in power, you will walk in heaven's authority. Nothing will hurt you by any means because you're walking in divine nature. And I want to tell you, the time has come, God wants to root out Adam's nature from all of us and wants to impart into us his divine nature. Once again, the time has come, God is going to root out the fallen nature, Adam's nature, old nature from your life and is going to impart his divine nature, Jesus' nature into you. Hallelujah. We are very close to it. God is bringing us there. You may be struggling these days saying, how long this is going to go on? I am fed up. Oh, people around me are in that fallen nature. I am also in that fallen nature. Everything is operating in fallen nature. Time has come. God is going to change everything. Times and seasons are in his hands. He changes one season and brings another season. I feel like prophesying over you. The time has come. You are about to receive deliverance from your old nature. You are about to receive deliverance from carnal nature. You are about to receive deliverance from Adam's nature. God is going to cleanse you, cleanse you thoroughly. Amen. Jesus specializes not only to cleanse your sins, but he specializes in cleansing your nature, in transforming your nature. Amen. He doesn't just change us, he transforms us. He takes out the hold, he makes everything new. If anybody be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Shout and say, all things have become new. In my inside world, all things are going to become new. I'm going to be free in my personal life, in my inside world. I'm going to receive the nature of Christ in me. Lift up your hand and say, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. If Jesus sets you free, you are free. Look what happened in the scene. Jesus commanded those spirits to leave. When Jesus commands that Adam's nature to leave, it has to leave. It's not by our might or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God is going to remove that nature. We are struggling, struggling and struggling, but God is going to set us free. Do you know Jesus traveled all the way across the sea just for the sake of this one man? And he cast that evil spirits out. He left the region of Israel. He went outside Israel. Okay, foreign mission. He went to another country. Cast the evil spirits out. So I want to tell today's preachers, when you go to other country, don't go to raise money. Go to cast the devils out. Preachers, don't go on international mission. We are raising funds. <laughs> No, you're going to cast the devils out. Somebody say, yay, praise the Lord. I know some people, they went to bring money in and they brought some spirits also in. Some other spirits, strange spirits. Jesus commanded all those evil spirits to leave and they all left. They went in those swines and all the herd of the swine drowned in the sea. And suddenly the people got the news and they came rushed. They came to see Jesus and the Bible says, when they saw this man in his right mind, dressed. That means earlier he was not dressed well. Not at all dressed. 
and with chains and many times he broke those chains when people bound him with chains now he was in his right mind and dressed and was sitting and the bible says when they saw that man they were afraid <laughs> the world will always get scared or fear when they see a person who is restored completely spirit soul and body by the power of jesus the world will fear to see a person in his right mind when the world sees anybody in right mind properly dressed sitting at the feet of jesus the world will fear that person when the world sees a person restored by the power of god and this man was totally restored guess what those people come and say Jesus please go away from here please go away from here I feel they all should have come fallen at the feet of Jesus and said please cast the devils out of us also the other day as I was meditating I suddenly remembered that scene you remember they bring that adulterous lady to Jesus and they said the law says such person has to be stoned what do you say and everybody carries a stone to stone that lady and Jesus is writing on the ground and jesus says he who doesn't have sin let him cast the first stone and you know how everybody is convicted you know while i was meditating on that a picture came to me if i was in that place i would have throw that stone down i would have ran to jesus fallen at his feet and said lord have mercy on me too i don't know how that scene came to me all people would have left and gone one after the other everybody left they left the stone they left jesus they left But I said, if I was there, probably I would have gone and fallen at the feet of Jesus, and said, even I am a sinner, Lord, have mercy on me, Jesus. The world always runs from Jesus. Religion always runs from Jesus. Self-righteousness runs from Jesus. All man-made holiness runs away from Jesus. Instead of running away from Jesus, we have to run to Jesus. run to jesus with your heartaches with your burdens with your problems with your brokenness with your sins don't run away from god run to god run to jesus i have seen some young people because their prayer is not answered they run away from god because a miracle didn't take place they go away from god they start talking against god and some who have not received deliverance from their sin they run away from god no my friend run to jesus go to jesus hundreds of times and say i need help i need help have mercy on me the people saw this man free and they said jesus go away from our place looks like they loved the swines more than their soul salvation they loved their pigs more than their inner deliverance some people love certain dirty thing outside then deliverance inside so jesus was leaving the shore and he was going back and as jesus was getting into the boat and going this man comes back the man who received deliverance he comes he says i want to go with you jesus please take me with you you know what did jesus tell him 19th verse or so Jesus tells him no 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 you don't come with me go to your people how be it Jesus suffered him not but said unto him go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the lord has done for thee and hath had compassion mercy compassion on thee didn't i tell you the nature of jesus is compassion mercy 
Mercy always seeks how I can help somebody. Compassion, how I can make it happen for them, not what I can get from them. How I can take advantage from them. What I will get if I go to this church? What I will get if I go to that preacher? Will I get my miracle? Will I get blessings? If I give this much, how much I will get back? No, no. Compassion doesn't seek that. Compassion only says how I can give. God is a giver and he gives himself away all the time. All the time he's giving, giving, giving and he's giving himself. That is God. So Jesus tells him, no, don't come with me. Go to your house, go to your friends and tell them the great things the Lord did for you and how he had mercy on you. Actually, Jesus used that as a strategy. Jesus was indirectly saying, see, they are not allowing me. But I'm not going to curse these people or bring curse on them. I will go, but you are here. You take my message. You tell them about compassion. You tell them about my mercy. I came to show them mercy, but they rejected me. But I showed this mercy to you. Now you take this mercy to them. What I'm trying to tell you is, Jesus showed you mercy. The world is rejecting Jesus, but Jesus showed you his mercy. So you take that mercy to people. They don't want Jesus, but you are here in this world. They crucified Jesus. They rejected Jesus. He came to his own. His own knew him not. He came to this world, the world. They rejected him. So he said, I set you free. Now you go. You show my mercy to them. And what did this man do? And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis. Decapolis is ten cities. How great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. What did he preach? He just didn't say God did great things for him. He mentioned the name of his God. He says how great things Jesus did for him. And everybody marveled. I want to close today's message by giving you the definition of mercy. What exactly is compassion? What exactly is mercy? Entering into the needs of others. How? By taking others' sins, evils and faults as your own and freeing them by bearing them to God. This is the definition of mercy. Let's read together. Everybody read this. By taking others' sins, evils and faults as your own and freeing them by bearing them to God. Taking other people's sins, other people's evils and faults as your own, bearing them before God. Lord, please have mercy on this brother. This is his sin. This is his evil. This is his fault. Please forgive Lord. Please set him free Lord. In setting that person free. We all bear people's Needs before God. We all pray for each other. And how we do that is, Lord, this person needs a job. So we bear their outward needs before God. Most of the time, our prayer for others is, Lord, give that person a job. Give these people financial breakthrough. Oh, that couple is married for many years. Give them a child. Lord, this family is not having peace. Give them peace. Lord, Give right proposal to this brother or to this sister. Most of the time we are praying for the outward needs of people. But actually 
we have to enter into their inward needs what is the real need of this brother or this sister in his or her inside world oh this person is struggling with this sin this person is struggling with this evil with this bondage go to god and say lord this brother this sister or my son or my daughter is struggling lord with this sin please please you know this person's personal life oh lord please please lord i bring them before you lord free them lord free them on the inside give freedom in their inside world lord free them lord please when you do this you are fulfilling the will of god when you do this you are operating in the mercy of god so ask god for whom you should pray let the lord lead you and then enter into the need of that person and say this person is struggling i bring this person's evil sins and faults as if they are mine i say forgive lord forgive lord please lord please lord cleanse lord and free that person free that person and then don't go and tell that person yeah see i am doing this for you no 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 you will never tell whom the father sees in secret the father will reward open this is the real ministry amen this is the real ministry and out of this ministry all other ministries flow whether it is evangelism whether it is pastoral whether it is prophetic whether it is gifts of the holy spirit miracles all the ministries flow from this today we see ministries which don't have depth ministries which are just surface level profit making ministries ministries doing so many unnecessary things you know about all those kind of ministries because they are not born out of this entering into the needs of others by taking their sins their evils their faults as your own and bearing them before god and freeing that person before god as if it is your sin how easy it is to point at the saying this one is living in that sin that one is living in this sin this one has this weakness that one has this weakness have you ever taken that weakness as your own weakness saying lord i bring lord that person's weakness as if it is my weakness please forgive me please 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 then you see how christ likeness will come into you you don't have to be a big preacher to do this everybody can do this imagine if we handful of people we all together do this everybody is doing this so much of beauty and purity of jesus is formed in us how much of christ likeness comes in us i want to ask you a question do you know anybody any believers who's having some sin in their life and you talk about them having some weakness some evil some fault oh you know everybody isn't it you think everybody around you are faulty you alone are perfect so how about taking that person's faults as your own and going to god and saying please forgive this fault please 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 forgive and weep and say forgive till you get the assurance and say lord free this person free this person that is real life before jesus these are the real servants of god before jesus this kind of life is the real meaning of carrying your cross and following jesus daily this is the meaning of carrying your cross this is the meaning of fellowship of his suffering to know him
Carrying your cross means not simply suffering with cancer, suffering unnecessarily. No, 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 no. Carrying your cross means bearing other people's evils and burdens before God. Jesus didn't carry the cross or burden of his sins. No, no. He bore my sins. So I will bear other people's sins. Is that clear? Jesus bore my cross, my sins, my burden as his cross. So I will bear others' burden, others' evil as my cross. This is the meaning of carrying your cross. This is the meaning of fellowship, of his suffering, to know him. Now I want to ask you again, how many here want to know Jesus? Your desire is to know him. Keep your hand up, I will give you the answer. Please listen to me very carefully. Outside this, what I told you right now, definition of mercy, outside this, you will not know Jesus. You will never know Jesus. You may get head knowledge, you may get some Bible knowledge. You will never know Jesus outside this. It's only by taking other people's evils, sins, faults as your own before God. And say, please free them, free them. In doing this, continuously, you will know God. Amen. May God bless this message to your hearts. Praise the Lord. When you get involved in this, you will automatically be free in your inside world. Adam's nature will go, Jesus' nature will come. Do you know, if you are totally free in your inside world, what will happen? When you are totally free in your personal life and filled with the nature of Jesus. John the Baptist didn't have to go anywhere. He didn't have to advertise his meetings. He didn't have to go for meetings. He was in the wilderness and the crowd came to him. The nation came to him. He didn't perform a single miracle, but he changed the whole nation. He brought revival in the whole nation. It is not about going after the crowd. It is not about advertisement. It is not about miracles. It is about being free in your inside world and being filled with the nature of Jesus in your spirit, soul and body. Crowds will come. Nations will come to Jesus. Revival will come. And the end time revival is going to come in this way. With this kind of people who are free in their inside world and filled with the nature of Jesus. God is leading all of us back to the garden of Eden. Go home and read Isaiah 51, the third verse. God will bring us back to the garden of God, Eden. But do you know something? There's a cherubim there with a flaming sword. The angel of God with a flaming sword so that man will not go back. You try to go back, what happens? The angel of God will not allow you to go back. But God said, I will lead you to the garden of Eden. So how will we go? That sword of God will cut Adam's nature. And in Jesus' nature, we will go into the garden of God. <laughs> Hallelujah! The sword of God will cut our Adam's nature fallen nature from inside us and in Jesus nature we will enter the garden of God I see that picture I see the sword of God cutting carnal nature, Adam's nature, fallen nature from us and Jesus in his nature taking us into the garden and we will eat from the tree of life we will drink from the river of God 
we will live with him forever